encountering Jesus in the Day of Atonement, beyond the cross to the mercy seat, making our way even into the tabernacle, and now we've made our way to the veil and the ark. Gotta love this. The veil that hid the Holy Holies and the Ark of the Covenant represented the flesh of our Messiah, Jesus. Hebrews 10 tells us that. Therefore, brethren, having boldness enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh. Well, you can't really argue with that one. Jesus, as the veil was torn, we only have access to him through the torn flesh of Jesus. That's a pretty intense thought. It's interesting, the four materials of the veil had symbolic meaning. The blue and scarlet represented the blood and the water poured out. The purple represented royalty. The white linen represents his burial. It was even the material he was buried in. So that's interesting. Now, the Ark with the mercy seat. Wow. The only thing inside the Holy of Holies was the Ark of the Covenant with its mercy seat. It was the primary focus of the tabernacle and served as a symbol of the throne of glory. The whole thing's the tabernacle in most senses. The whole thing's the throne. The whole thing's the cross. But specifically, you know, Exodus 25, they shall make an Ark of Go figure. Acacia wood, two and a half cubits shall be its length, and on and on and on and on. Overlay it with pure gold, and uh, you shall make it a molding or a crown of gold all around. Shall put it into the Ark of the Testimony, which give you, and that's the Ark of the Covenant or the Ark of the Testimony. You shall make a mercy seat of pure gold, again the size, and you'll make two cherubim or cherubim of gold, one at one end, the other at the other end. You'll make the cherubim at the two ends of it one piece with the mercy seat, so it's all one big piece. And the cherubim shall stretch out their wings above, covering the mercy seat with their wings, and they shall face one another. So here is acacia wood again, another tree. Out in the courtyard, he had the altar of sacrifice made of acacia wood and bronze. Inside the holy place, an altar of incense, second altar of acacia wood, this one covered in gold. So now our third and final tree in the tabernacle is the Ark of the Covenant, made of acacia wood covered with gold. So in terms of shadows and types, we have a total of three trees. Now the lid or cover of the ark was called the mercy seat, the caparet, which means to atone, as we started our teaching today, or cover is also a word. On top of it were fashioned two cherubim that faced one another, and it was made of pure gold. Now, within the ark, there's two tablets of the law, a golden pot of manna, the budded rod of Aaron. The mercy seat was the physical place where Jehovah met with the high priest on Yom Kippur, and in his mercy, he forgave the sins of the people of Israel. Now, here's what he says, and it's a real big deal. Exodus 25, there I will meet with you, and from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim that are on the Ark of the Testimony, I will speak with you about all that I'll give you in the commandments for the people of Israel. Now, you look to John chapter 20. It's after the Passover, after the crucifixion, after the three days, after the resurrection. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head, one at the feet. You might not catch that if you didn't know what you were looking at. The same angels that were at either end of the mercy seat. You're back looking at cherubim again. They represent the place of atonement where fellowship with God is restored through the death and resurrection of Jesus. So even where he lay, you're back in the tabernacle. The tabernacle was laid out so only the high priest could enter the Holy of Holies behind the veil with the Ark of His Covenant once a year and only with blood and incense going before Him. Anyone else who tried to enter would die. So on the great day of atonement, the high priest robed in plain white linen garments would enter 
within the veil and the blood of a sin offering and a golden censer of coals from the altar of incense. As the smoke filled the small place, blood was sprinkled on the mercy seat once and before it seven times. As it is written, this is Isaiah 44, I have blotted out your transgressions like a thick cloud, those prayers of ours, and your sins like a heavy mist. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. There's always hope that he was coming for us. So he gets this amazing visual. Our prayers of repentance rise up as a smoke or incense at the golden altar, and then they're carried past the veil into the Holy of Holies to ascend above the ark or the throne. The same smoke or incense of our sins is now our forgiven sins. The high priest was required to perform the Yom Kippur service alone while wearing humble attire, stripped of his glory, and in complete solitude. It said no one may be in the tent of meeting from the time he enters to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out. That's interesting. Just as Moses alone approached God in the thick clouds of Sinai, so Yeshua, our mediator, our Messiah of the new covenant, went through his agony on the cross alone as the darkness covered the earth. There is an added significance. The ark is the throne of Jesus, where one day everyone will be judged. If you approach it outside of his covenant, without his blood, without prayer, that is faith, you will die. You'll be condemned to hell to die forever. Death is the judgment. It comes from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So it is a tree of life, but to those who reject him, it is the tree of death. Interestingly enough, because the same person is both trees. Mm. Like it or not, that's the way it goes. Powerful. Yeah. Now, two more things to tell you. Up next is the red heifer. We're going to look at the second Adam, what that means, and then we're going to dig in one more time into the Day of Atonement, and then we're done.